Real nice day out here, Cletus. Yes, sir, it is. You know, times like this, I'm glad we're out here in the middle of nowhere where them Wokens can't make us wear one of them silly old bandanas. <coughs> yes, sir, I hear that. Damn fools look like they're going a train robbing. You going train robbing, Cletus? <coughs> no, sir, I am not. Whole damn Coronas is a hoax anyway. <coughs> yeah, they're... Said something about how Trump's doctor said it was the devil come. Gentile Jesus, that's something. All these people out here fornicating with old scratch, you say. Something about it, I did. <coughs> didn't quite follow it. Bunch of mess. Well, I, hey, uh, speaking of taking ill, is you all right, Cleet? You're all sweaty. Keep coughing, I notice. <coughs> well, I ain't got no devils in trouble, and I ain't been drinking no damn Mexican beer. <laughs> I know it. I only drank my homemade brew, Cletus Maynard's Mississippi Moonshine. It ain't nothing serious. Probably just my damn liver. Well, I know what'll make you feel better. Them boys at DC on screen done recorded a new episode. You know they talking about Stargirl season one. You always did like them. <coughs> now, hold on, Cletus. That that sounds serious. Now, lucky for you, I know mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. We need you up and healthy. Get that vote in for Trump. Let me just make sure I turn this here DC on screen on. Uh, he'll be sure to lift your spirits right after these messages. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome into DC on Screen episode 609. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on the projects upcoming and past. Always screw that up. And it's believe that every version, we believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it has been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers and welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, my trusty cohort, Jason Goss. Oh, good. I was bracing for whatever you were going to do to me. Oh, no, no. I've... It's been a busy week, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I literally just I copied you were be like, this. My co-host, like, the man who abruptly steps away to clean a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, th I, this was copied and pasted like two seconds before you called me. That's fair. So uh, it still says this: a feisty cherub of a man, Jason mm. Goss. So I, I couldn't use that because yeah. I used that a minute ago. But um, hey, man. Hey. <laughs> One day I'm going to get like a dignified one where you're going to be like, my co-host, the man who once beat Solomon Grundy into submission. I'm never going to get that, Emma. I mean, if I follow it up with, you know, in a hand job kind of way, you know, <laughs> like, no, you're not. No. Oh, well. Sometimes I say nice things. It's a, it's a trifling matter. I'll be all right. Sometimes I say nice things. It's never really, really mean things, though. No, not particularly. It's always just like, you know, comedic. Weird, uh, you know, out of the uh, out of the ordinary things. Now, what I, what I love is when it, we're doing a news episode and it's something uh, regarding like a current thing that aired, and I haven't gotten to watch it yet. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. no fucking idea what you're talking about. Sometimes, yeah, those Just are fun for me. Absolutely clueless. <clears throat> <laughs> well, before we get into this uh, review of Star Girl season one, mm -hmm. I do want to thank the patrons. And uh, when we when we have a new news episode, which will be next week, because Fandom, Fandom yeah. is Saturday. Yeah. And we've got a Discord that's set up now. People are already joining the Discord. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, they don't actually give you like a, like a for real link that you can just like say, it's just all like random letters and shit. So, yeah. Uh, if you want to email us at DC, uh, DC on screen at gmail.com, or you want to go over to our Twitter, DC on screen or our Facebook group, or it's, it's posted places. Uh, and I'm going to put it up. I'm going to put a link to it, uh, on uh, the DC on screen website, DC on Hopefully by the time this is, uh, this is released, I'll have gotten to that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, I want to thank the patrons. You guys are awesome, and when we have that news episode, I'll uh, I'll give you guys a proper shout-out, the latest couple of patrons who have joined the ranks. Uh, I don't do it here because, quite frankly, I, you guys deserve more. <laughs> and our review episodes get, I don't know, two if or three hundred Yeah, if you don't watch the show, listeners. you don't really want, <laughs> listen to the review generally. Yeah, yeah, we... We get lower listens on these, so if if we had if we had anything we would call like the the main the I don't know the main feed of our show would be the news mm-hmm. episodes. So that's At where this it point. goes. Yeah. So thank you though to the patrons. One dollar gets you the weekly show ad free. Five dollars gets you that plus Marvel reviews. Uh, How now? Jason's pull list. Warm ups. Chasing squirrels. Uh, and I'm I'm working on something. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a little something. I have an intro and an mm-hmm. outro, brand new mm-hmm. intro and outro for a uh, compilation of every old Witter Woman segment we've had on this show. <laughs> and I want to stress, I I am not the old Witter Woman. Jason not. is not the old Witter Woman. I can't get my voice that high. I can, but mm. it's still not me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I had to go through back channels. I had to find my way to the old Witter Woman yeah. and request an intro. And she not only gave me an intro, she gave me an outro. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited because I don't know why I meticulously kept those Witter Woman voicemails so intact. Like, I knew exactly, like, which ones were which and where. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. And uh-huh. I, I, I promise you some people are straight up mad you did. I know. And Witter Woman is such a peach, man. She actually provided transcriptions. Yeah, that was pretty solid. So we actually have like transcripts and translations mm-hmm. for what the old Witter Woman is saying. Nice. And it's uh it's really nice. So I don't I don't know, man. That's that's for that's gonna be for the patrons. <laughs> I feel I feel like Eli Hernandez just went, Screw this, I'm done with these guys. Yeah, we're gonna lose five people <laughs> off the top. <laughs> Please don't go away. We're putting it on Patreon. Come on. Anyway, uh, if you don't want to, or if you can't uh, help (laughs) in the Patreon department, which is the best way to help, Mm -hmm. uh, helps us the most, uh, please consider throwing us a a positive iTunes or Apple podcast review, whatever, whatever it is called these days. I don't know. I'm old. Just embrace it, Dave. Embrace it. Embrace the the age. Anyway, let's get into the Star Girl review. Uh, <laughs> I mince no words. Yeah. Up front, I love this show. That was great. It was a great season. It was a fantastic season. It was a short season. It was incredibly focused. Mm-hmm. Um, every actor did a fantastic job. Uh, the only character I didn't like was uh, Mike Dugan. And he mm. was just kind of a little skis ball of a kid. But even by the end, I was like, all right. Yeah. He definitely earned his way. <laughs> um, the people that I didn't like otherwise were people I feel like I was supposed to not like, like the villains. Yeah. Um, man, I, I Icicle's dug it, though. Parents. Icicle's parents, yeah. I Dude, I dug it, though, because I, I really liked how they handled the young Justice Society uh, coming into their own and, and, try, and coming together. Um, and I really liked that they weren't really the Young Justice Society. They were Infinity Inc. Mm, if yeah. if you know the comics, they were Infinity Inc. But <laughs> <laughs> but I liked that. I was like, oh, that's neat. They're, they got Yolanda. Oh, okay. They got Beth. Okay, cool. Um, and I thought that it was brilliant the way they kind of like threw us under the bus a little bit with that with that uh with that trick there because they're like they totally built up. Like, if you know the books, you know Henry King is Brainwave Jr. 
we we know that he's part of Infinity Inc. He's a good guy. And then for them to kill him, killed him was dead, su- was such a blow. And just for a second, when Brainwave was pretending to be him, I was just like, "Oh crap! This show just uh, wait, wait, wait!" Oh, Yolanda just <laughs> just oh oh god, she just killed him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Brainwave. Oh, so yeah, I I enjoyed it. I really liked that. Uh, I really liked the entire journey for for Courtney. I liked that Starman was not her father. If they undo that now that we see Joel McHale back at the at, at, or at, that he's still alive, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that her dad was just kind of a piece of shit, and it gave me so much joy to see uh, Luke Wilson punch him. Yeah, yeah, that didn't hurt my feelings one bit. <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel like I'm just kind of rattling. What what, what no, you got, no, no. man? What I mean, you- uh, from the. I mean, going from the start, uh, which seems appropriate in a way, like the, the mm-hmm. show came out swinging. It did. I mean, that first scene is just a, it's a, I don't even, I don't remember how many names were dropped in the first scene, but it was just everywhere I turned, there was somebody, like a, a, a new kind of big name, especially for uh, early JSA kind of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, they was, it was a very inclusive scene, I, I guess I'll, I'll put it. You get, they, they must have crammed like... What, 15 or 20 different high high end properties just in there? Oh yeah. If not more. Um well, it's the Justice Society. I wouldn't call any of them high end necessarily. But. <laughs> Recognizable I mean, properties, I'll call. Look, dude, I'm not and that's not a dig at the Justice Society. I'm just saying they're not the Justice League. The Silver Age is what really took off as far as Yeah. It was a lot of those lower end characters not the most Sorry. popular at the moment, but um definitely for their time, super popular. But yeah, they, they brought in a lot of stuff, a lot of heavy hitters, for at least uh, for the time period they were dealing with early on, mm-hmm. and then dismantled it very quickly. Um, Which I was okay with. I kind of was. I kind of was. Uh, well, it got, it got you to a spot very quickly. Like, you, you, you know what's going on. You know how powerful the, uh, you know, ISA is. Mm-hmm. You, you know what you're dealing with. And, you know, you know who won when it came down to it. So I, I just like that we got to start off with something that, um, that grand and then, yeah. like you said, the team building coming up after that, like episode to episode, seeing the the team have to be built piece by piece, uh, yeah, the the you know the trust in the team or between the team members getting built piece by piece as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all. It was a nice slow build. And yeah. I like that they they keep the the like old timey aesthetic just because of who Pat Dugan is, not because it's actually set in the past. Yeah, yeah, that was neat. Like, well, that I they really. Kind of, they, appreciated that it's clearly you know that the the show's happening in 2019 20 well i guess 2019 maybe anyway but the show's current but they mm-hmm. also moved to this tiny little town in uh what nebraska that is just i mean we have towns like that in alabama where you could mm-hmm. you could have dropped me off there and unless i saw a car that was if i saw a tesla coming through i would be astounded yeah um you know the logo on, on city hall will still have like a horse and carriage painted on somewhere we, have, mm-hmm. we we legit have stuff like that where you can tell like the town library was you know maybe crowdsourced. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at you, Springle. Um, yeah, like it. I, I kind of I, I I get that. I like I I just know that personally that you can there's mm-hmm. there's places like that where it seems like they're stuck in time uh, for better or worse, and it does create a certain aesthetic though. It really does. Where like when he's sitting around fixing classic cars, it, you. Know, Honestly, if they'd put it in a normal situation, it would have been a little bit of a like, okay, come on. How do you set up a classic car service in just a random town and you're going to get away with it? Like, that's a niche. Some part of me was like, no, you know, in this town, I bet they have classic cars. I bet there's a high percent of the population that has classic cars. Yeah. He's probably got decent business. You moved to that town because it looks like a town out of the 50s. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It had It, it definitely had a, a feel to it. That, I don't know, it fit in really well. Even uh, we were <laughs> in the, uh, the wife and I, as I mentioned several times, this is one of the shows that, uh, short of the finales, which we couldn't coordinate together, so I watched them alone. Um, it, we watched it together, and we had, we, there were a couple times where we paused it to look at their kitchen equipment. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would just pause it and was like, dude, that, look at that set design. That is, that is Robin's Egg Blue back there. Yeah. And then they'd have the, uh, I forget what the name is, that's the green equivalent of that. Like, it's not quite seafoam. It's not, uh, 
It's not avocado or anything like that. Like that was a little bit later. The seventies were avocado, like where you could find mm -hmm. green toilets and shit like that. Yeah, Ugh, but, but you know color. the color I'm talking about. It's like the green version of that. But yeah, like they they had all I of think that it in is the kitchen. Foam, but you know, maybe. But yeah, it was all in that kitchen. It all looked uh, fantastically retro. Kind of dug it. I, I I had to admit, like the I liked the I like that old style, like that old Rocket Man kind of style, the Rocketeer yeah. kind of style. Yeah, if you take out the racism, I love that era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be a requisite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But as it was, yeah. <laughs> if I can just, I just remove I feel all the people. Need, I, yeah, I feel like I need to, to make, like, because oh, I'd love to live in that era, except for the lynching. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. But I, that's, I love that aesthetic. I know? don't want any signs that say whites only to still remain. Right. Um, that, that, that'll have to go. Right. Oh, speaking of, uh, I, can I get right to one of my favorite moments? Because why the hell not? Absolutely. Um, yeah, your show is well as mine. I, whatever <laughs> you, I don't care. With permission, I'll I'll go ahead and mention it. Um, <laughs> you can talk about grilled cheese for all I care. Yeah, dude. We how? I mean, I laughed. I laughed a little bit when they finally get to the manifesto. Uh huh. I enjoyed this bit. They get to the that manifesto was fantastic. Like, like uh, are you sure we're the good guys. Environmental <laughs> protections, <laughs> universal health care, um, eliminate racism, like. <laughs> I enjoyed that. You have to get to the footnotes, yeah. the fine print where they're like, well, about a quarter of the people that we try to do won't, won't make it, but it's okay. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. And then even, honestly, it flavored a little bit the rest of that. Uh, I'm just going to call it, refer to that as an episode because I can't remember which happened in part one, part two, and it kind of doesn't matter. Um, it, for the rest of that episode, it, it every time they mentioned like, oh, these people are going to die, and I, some part of me was like, well, but... <laughs> Yeah, it, there's it, a pragmatist in me that's like, mm, Icicle's making some points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I liked how they weren't really, it didn't seem like they were trying to make any kind of case for, like, you can't do this to humanity. You can't, you know, force people to think the way you want them to no, think. No, no. People yeah, like, have to it, be free. Like, they never tried to make that case. It was it, just like, uh, the at no, you know, speech, uh, too many I'll people are going to die. You remember the At Worlds in speech? Um, yes. Yeah, I mean it's ba it's basically like well we're we're literally just here to make to make your your planet better and more peaceful. Well, fuck yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. I mean that's the gist of it. Yeah. Um, you know we're humans. We'll fucking fight when we want to. All that shit. Mm -hmm. But it it was a it was a really good turn for a lot of reasons. And my favorite of among them was that there was absolutely no reason to think it existed until the moment they brought it up. They, I don't remember a drop of foreshadowing that they weren't absolutely evil. Like everything yeah. in the show pointed toward, yes, they want all this power and they want it solely for the sake of power. Like they, at no point did they mention, oh, yeah, by the way, we're actually going to try to improve things. Well, I mean, we kind of have had vague mentions of it where they're like, oh, man, we're going to do like the world is going to be a better place. Oh, it's, it's going to be. So so wonderful as we after we take over everything, it's like, like gonna be my vision for the world. You they know? do, but you know, in in the in the normal parlance, when a bad guy's talking about that, you you, you know damn well they're just talking about like a, an authoritarian kind of. They're not trying to actually make it better. They're just gonna make it better under their under their rule. That's it. Well, but yeah, but you know, I feel like Icicle was one of those guys. That, like he genuinely felt like, no, I'm the good guy here. Like you can't. Make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. There's that 25% of the population that's going to die. Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like when he was, when, even when he's given his uh, his speech, when he's ready to throw her over the uh, top of the tower there. I would, I, like I said, it, it was the rest of the episode. I, I kind of thought, you know, I know the 25 million's bad, but. <laughs> I kind uh, of agree with him. But, but can we talk about this? You know. Like which twenty five million? <laughs> like, yeah, a little bit. Only the most willful of them, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, no. that was the other thing. It was like part of me wanted to be like, okay, if this was me in the show, I'm uh -huh. I'm Stargirl. I hear that this is the manifesto. Mm -hmm. Part of me want, would would want to be like, there, there's a part of me that would would just want to be like, okay, hold on now, hold on. I just thought they were actually evil. They're just deeply misguided. Like. I would almost want to go find Icicle immediately and be like, we just need to talk. 
You have great plans. We just need to get some people involved. You can't kill 25 million people to do it. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure some of them are just really evil. You know, like like uh, the the guy with the, the fat southern guy. God, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah, the gambler. I'm pretty sure he's just like, mm, that all sounds good to me. People going to die, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like they gave him enough money where he's like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll do the rest of that too. How much money do I get? Okay. Well, and then, you know, Ocean Master and, and uh, is, it, uh, is it Tigers? Uh, yeah, I think so. I was Maybe. blanking on that for a second. God. I feel like I should look up which one she was, which version she actually was. Do, 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 do. Uh, I may just go ahead and write down that time and I'll just say that again. We should probably have known that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to call that a cut. Yeah, she was Tigress. Tigress, okay. In the case of like Ocean Master and Tigress, uh, as... as uh, Ocean Master or Sports Master? <laughs> Sports Master and Tigress. <laughs> uh, or Miss Busy Elsewhere. Um, yeah, so in, in the case of... Of uh, Sportsmaster and Tigers. Yeah, uh, the absolute sadists. They they were jackals the entire time, you know? I loved them. They, I mean, they were compelling to watch. Yeah. But, uh, and hey, who doesn't like seeing that little trick where you toss the bat behind your back? You know, that's always cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, sadists. Yeah, they're actually evil. They're they're just genuinely bad people. Am, am I crazy or did they have a daughter named Artemis? Um, pretty show. Sure. Yeah. I don't remember how much I saw her, but I remember the name being dropped. Yeah, that, I was pretty sure that that name got dropped, and I was excited. I mean, I know their parents. That's why they kill the uh, the fiddler lady, uh, Bowen. I can't remember her first name. Yeah, yeah. But um, and I just loved how quick that went down because she was at like like, oh, I'm gonna take you pieces of shit down. You did this, this bam. I'm gonna take dead. you down a neck, down a down a peg. You, how dare you, you say this, but dead. That was well, so. That was wholly satisfying to it, me. It was in a way, like, well, it also it seemed very true. Like, d- why would you walk up to two absolutely cold-blooded killers who enjoy the act of doing so, by the way, and literally with no backup, with without even your weapon drawn, you're going to sit there and call them bad parents and yeah. expect to walk away? Fuck! Are you kidding me? You're dead. You're yeah. dead all day. I feel like they they just kind of showed up and. Yeah. The the rest of the society was like, what happened to what what happened to the fiddler? She called us bad parents. We had to take her out. <sighs> okay, that would have been my call. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, Whatever. At, to, at, at some point, <laughs> if if you're uh, if you if you're Jordan, at some point you're like, you know what? Fool me once. I should have known. I should have known not to send her in there with you two. I should have known you would have killed her because you're mm-hmm. uh, goddamn hyenas and can't be trusted. <laughs> so that's this is on me, really, when it comes down to uh, Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, run a whole group of supervillains. What do you want? <laughs> They're bound They're to turn gonna each, kill each other at some, some point. point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to that I, end, to that end, this is this cracked me up a little bit in the finale watching, like, how many, like, they might have been able to finish this plan up had they not killed each other. But they were Maybe. down in ranks. They were. They were down but a magician. I really, <laughs> dude, I really love that concept, though, that all these supervillains just kind of took over a town. And now they're like school administrators and soccer moms. And they're all just kind of gym piss. They're <laughs> all just kind of gym down the street. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all just kind of pissed off when you, you know, deign to insult their child. I, I dig it. Yeah. I like it. I've seen suburban parents. They're awful. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's the kind of thing, like, if, if you're that kind of person all, anyway, you, out of that context, you might also kill somebody for insulting, uh, for insulting you or your parenting skills or anything in between. But definitely in that environment. Oh, she, she was dead, man. She was gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've they, seen they, they might parents have run out on the, the new JSA had they shit. not killed each other before. I mean, I don't know what Gambler was going to do about it. Run away. He was going to sit around eating fried Twinkies and <laughs> accruing wealth. That's what he was going to yeah, do. Yeah, probably. 
<laughs> I could see him. There's a line I learned so I heard somewhere in uh, D and D's for nerds that always cracked me up. But uh, this guy who's kind of like him, just very uh, you know, it's a D and D role playing game, obviously. So one, it's this character who's just shady as hell. Like he's got to deal with every faction in town. He owes twice what he'd ever earned in a lifetime to everybody. You know, it's just one of those guys. But he just mm-hmm. always just by the just manages to squeak out of it. And you know, frankly. Most of the time, it's just he gets really good dice rolls and manages like, like the whole time the dungeon master is just like, "How are you fucking doing this?" And he's like, "I don't know." Roll a twenty. What do you want? Um, <laughs> I seduced the entire crowd at once. What do you want from me? Um, anyway, so he, he's there's like an end scene where everything works out finally. He manages to get himself out of trouble, and he's manages he manages to zero his debt. He's no one's trying to kill him for once. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a crowd gathers, and it, it just the the character playing him is just like, well, so what do you want to do? And he's like, eh, crowd's getting a bit antsy. I think I'm gonna shuffle off. <laughs> I was like, that's the gambler right there. That there's a moment where the the gambler's like, mm, crowd's getting a bit antsy. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna head out of here. But he does it in the Kentucky Fried Chicken accent. <laughs> that guy made my kin my my kin my skin crawl every time I saw him. <laughs> you should. Like, yeah. He should like yeah, that dude has great. child porn on his computer. Oh, you don't okay. get to that. You don't get that vibe. You don't get that vibe off him. I got the vibe. I just didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> He's definitely got it. I think so. Um, I'm glad they went ahead and and let uh, Barbara in on the uh, on the situation. Yeah, that would have been. I mean, we watch so many shows like this that at some point I just run out of patience for. <laughs> the keeping people out of the loop storyline, even though I know oh, it has yeah. to be there to some extent. But I, yeah. I run, I, I'm, there are moments where I'm just out of runway for that. You know what I mean? Yep. So I get it. But it, yeah, I thought they did it pretty pretty swiftly, all things considered. And um, she she turned it around pretty quick. She, what was that? Within like the course of two episodes, she was on board? Yeah. That's not speaking too bad. of Speaking of Swift, mm-hmm. Dick Swift, man. Richard Swift. That like They get, oh, Shade. That reveal, that reveal that he was in that painting the whole time. (laughs) Oh, I've seen him in the painting. (laughs) I had not. I've definitely seen him. him Well, I don't know. All right. Just looking back, I cannot, I can't recall if I actually saw him in the painting as it sits behind their giant evil table. Uh Uh-huh. The evil conference room number one or whatever the fuck they're calling. I don't remember specifically if he's in the painting right there where you can see him. Uh-huh. I do know that in several of the pictures I saw posted uh, several places, he is very clearly there. Like, no doubt about it. There's okay. There's an actor there. Yeah, I had totally forgotten that he was even in the JSA. Like, if they had seen, if we had seen him in that, if if we did see him in that opening episode, and maybe we did in that, you know, in that opening fight, there might be J- like a Justice plume of shadow somewhere that we didn't catch. Like I said, yeah, a bunch of names got dropped at the time. But. Yeah. I was just, you know, trying to take it all in. Yeah, I could have watched it a few it, times. It, I, but I feel like they purposefully did not. I feel like they didn't mention him on purpose. Like again, like throughout the entire show, to drop that twist on me. They're like, ah, oh, he's still around. Yeah, and I was excited for it. It was like, ah, oh, shit, ah. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things that I was just a little bit confounded by uh, toward the end of this is. I don't actually recall, especially in season one, I don't know if mm-hmm. I recall a team of do-gooders ever winning so thoroughly at the end. <laughs> I mean, they won the fuck out of this. Well, sort of. Like, everybody else is dead. They destroy the machine. I mean, enough that, like, they had, well, especially, oh, all right, part that really got me where, <laughs> where I was like, what are they going to do for the rest of this episode? And then they found something to do. It was, it was I just... It was like 15, maybe 20 minutes into the very last episode and Yolanda yeah. just shanks brainwave. And I was like, well, you don't even have to, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's it. That's game over. That's checkmate. We're done here. Mm. Like, yeah, they need to go break the hold, I guess. Um, but kind of like a bit of an afterthought, like without brainwave, it's over. I like, I like that Mike got the death knell for, for Icicle. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded seeing him again. He's a good villain um, and a good actor, but uh, I'm good with him gone. <laughs> but I was okay with him going. It was fine. I, you know, I was like, "Hey, you gonna turn, turn into ice? Yeah, somebody can just run you over, dude. Sorry, he can just shatter." 
Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, by the way, I loved that Icicle's wife was totally about it. She's like on her deathbed and she's like, now you go rule that world now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delirious. I just dug it. <laughs> just dug on copious it. amounts of morphine. Yeah. It sounds like a great idea. I mean, she, no, she was just like, no, man, don't let this detract you from, <laughs> from our plan. Our plan yeah. was to, you know, take out that 25% and make this world a paradise. Like, yeah. That's well, as fantastic. he mentions later, you don't know my wife. Yeah, I loved that too. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, of that, of of all of that scene, what I what I loved the most was uh, just how happy that dog looked when he pulled up in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> just he just mowed somebody in the street down. And the dog. Yeah. What's up, guys? Hey, that's my family over there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I did not mind things getting wrapped up. I, but you know, I I didn't feel like um, I didn't mind it. I just don't know if I've ever seen it so thoroughly wrapped up. But I don't believe that not even wrapped up. But you know, you said you you hadn't seen anyone or good guys win so thoroughly at yeah. the end of a season. Yeah, but I don't feel like they did. Well, what's I feel left like, on the table? Well, first of all, I feel like they 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 lost. Henry, they lost Brainwave Jr. He was murdered by his own father. That's a tremendous loss. It is, kind of. That is a tremendous loss for the good guys. It is, Um, but uh, it's also like in terms of screen time, I mean, he he was there, he was a loss, and he's gone. But it's not, I mean, the only one who had a truly, like any kind of real connection was Yolanda, and they've... They had a, a storied history, to put it very mildly. By the way, fuck her family also. Just a Absolutely. quick side note. But, you know, to be fair, Courtney had developed something of a relationship with him when she thought that they, they had were a rapport, cousins. for sure. Yeah. Um, well, he, there was that. Yeah, I forgot about that. But thing. M- more importantly. They had a hug. That was great. That's, that's well, true. they had a hug. But more importantly, the audience, we had a relationship with him because he loved his dad no matter what. Even after he found out his dad was a piece of shit. Then sure. he's like, I'm going to try to. this out, trying to point out that there is good in people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, he we had a saw good arc, him, but also when, when yes. it came to the end of his arc, I was like, okay, well, they, you know, he died good. So they say like that this, this, it had purpose, it had meaning and his death, his death was, like I said, meaningful. I but it gave the it. show it gave the show stakes. He was a good guy at the end. Uh, he was actively trying to help them, and you know Yolanda uh, certainly had uh, a relationship with him and uh, felt the need to uh, get revenge for his death. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was solid, and I thought it was uh, you know a very good uh, example of of how uh, you know. This is a dangerous game. You can't just go in as superheroes and always win the day. Like they yeah, watched. this isn't like super best friends. I mean, people yeah. are, people aren't going to come home. Yeah, um, I get that, and, and, and it was really and, useful for that. But also, it didn't leave anything unraveled for me by the end of the season. I felt like it was perfectly used, and I was you know I was good with that story where it left it, especially but, at um, the end when the the big reveal of Brainwave is you know he says uh, your friends instead of our friends mm-hmm. really drove the point home there. Yeah, and man, she just. She just cut a motherfucker. I know. And that's that's just, another thing. Oof. That's going to be a, an issue for Yolanda moving forward. I d- don't, don't yeah, like dismiss that. Like she murdered Ten minutes somebody. before, she literally says that, you know, God's the one who decides that murder's bad. Yeah. Until she ripped out somebody's jugular. I mean, just oof, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, brutal. So I mean, we enough have, where I was like, there's got to be another trick coming, right? Like, yeah. Like she just killed him that fast? Jesus. So that is not a win for her. That is going to have consequences. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Beth lost Chuck. I feel like they insisted that they're going to fix that, and I believe them. So that is, that is definitely something to deal with, but I'm not particularly worried about Chuck. Although it was, it, it, I get why she was torn up about it. Like <laughs> Chuck's last words are like, please, Beth, help me. And um, then he he had that harrowing scream. Yeah, like he's, he, uh, and this is right after they declared each other best pals. Which is a yeah. bit silly until one of them dies 10 minutes later. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they did a really good job with that. They did. Uh, you know, and not that it can't be, you know, reconstructed, but Stripe took a, a major hit, you know, took a good beating. Yeah. yeah. Legs but- ripped off and shit. We saw it a few minutes later as he was flying around with, with Courtney at the uh, six months later. Yeah, he, he, but, um, he clearly 
found some parts for that. Um, by the way, that was one of the most nerve-wracking parts of uh, of the show, maybe, for me, was watching, I mean, just imagining being inside that shell as it gets ripped apart and Grundy's what you're going to face when he finally gets to the, the middle of that Tootsie Roll man, or Tootsie Pop uh-huh. or whatever. Um, ooh, like... And- and they did such a good job because you're just like, oh, they saved Grundy for last. Grundy's a badass. He's ripping Stripe apart. And oh, my gosh, he's about to kill. He's about to kill Pat. And I wonder if you, they really would for a second. And then, you know, that you have, what was it? Uh, Rick, you know, Rick, our, yeah. Uh, yeah, our man just started beating mm-hmm. the shit out of him. And then you feel bad for Grundy because he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I forgot Grundy. It was a good like, so, like, Rick He went from been... like, he went from like total like hulk mode to the grundy that batman gives the turkey dinner to in, in long halloween <laughs> yes <laughs> leaves in one of his haunts like i uh i was back and forth on rick i because I, I i he he just i don't know he 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 was so angry the whole time that like it seemed very one note a little bit at times where i was like okay i get mm-hmm. it you're angry buddy I, I understand and i understand why but they um they didn't spend too much time really uh, really exploring his his character very much, which again that's plenty to do for season two. Um, that's fine. Yeah, because I say that, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. Because one of the things that I really appreciated about the show was like what you said up front. It had focus. It didn't try to do everything all at once. It right. had a, it had a plan. It had a story. It brought its people on. We can deal with their backstory later. That's fine. and you know Rick is just an angry teenager whose parents died and he's been stuck living with his asshole uncle. I mean. It's pretty clear. I don't yeah. need a whole like in-depth analysis. That was no, a, no, no. I mean, I get those the, five minutes the of the show were plenty. <laughs> yeah, the nuts and bolts are not a mystery to me. But like, what he could do, like, what other uh, not powers or anything. I mean, just like, what other aspects of his personality remain unexplored? There's plenty more. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Like he, but um, he uh, he finally won me over though at the end though. I mean, like, I I don't know. I finally felt like I saw some depth out of him that I hadn't seen yet in the season. When he's, he finally does. He just, he beats him into submission. Like, even Grundy's like, I just, I can't go any further. Yeah. And he's just, fight back. You know, the whole thing. I, I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. That I was, was I was rooting for him more then than I had the rest of the season. That was solid. You know who I'm not looking forward to? Oh, by the way, one quick thing. The only thing that I regretted about that is that I kind of have always wanted to see what would actually happen if you literally did pulverize Grundy's head. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I guess we'll never know now. All right. What you got? <laughs> I am not looking forward to more of Tuba Turd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was a weird, weird character. And I would be perfectly happy if we just never saw him again. Yeah, I would. I would be OK with that. Like he wasn't it, even like he was painful. Just it painful. was. It And it, it's always weird for me. Like if it, I don't, I, it's hard to explain because in this situation, he's being bullied and I'm going to root for him. Sure. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, you sniveling little, come on, man. <laughs> like, I don't know how to, I don't even know how to describe that or make that right for for me personally. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, there's some yeah. part of me that just did not like him in, uh, to begin with. Yeah. I wasn't, and just the I wasn't... phrase tuba turd annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> Why come would on, you can't, you, you can't write something better as an insult <laughs> than that. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I, and now I enjoy him more knowing that he annoyed you that much. He did. He did. But it had a lot to do with that. It just had a lot to do with that very, very stupidly sophomoric insult. Oh, I mean, you know, it's and not you know, like. You can tell me like, oh, well, they're in high school. You know what? Fuck that. High schoolers are more creative. I was there and they were more creative about the insults than that. Those sometimes. fuckers can get right to your soul. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes they have lazy writers, too. Yeah, I knew plenty of people who were, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. There was always that. <laughs> oh, oh, and man. I know this is a very simple thing, but it did annoy me. Like, he's, his uniform was ripped when he was talking to his mother, and then the next day when he's beating the guy with the tuba, his uniform was fine. Well, I'm sure his uh, his mother put into some put the fear of God into some people to fix that. Maybe, but in my experience in high school, you had one of those things. It smelled terrible, and you had to wash it over and over again. That's what I remember from high school. I mean, sure, but this is a town run by supervillains. She's one of them. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure she had so, the cleaners on on notice. Get that shit fixed. Yeah. Notice your ass. I will play at you. 
really fast. <laughs> Trust me, it's more it's more threatening than it sounds. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I you know I God they even did a good job of making me care about the cosmic staff as a character. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of, he she whatever uh, had a lot of personality. It did. This is just all around a really good season. And that I, was I'm, uh, if did you all right? So you didn't like Mike altogether that much, but did you feel for him like annoying. when he when he grabs the staff and it does nothing? Like ah, oh, my heart broke a little bit for him. It didn't for me. I was just like, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> You're not special, jackass. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop being a 25-year-old, 8-year-old. You <laughs> well, weird you know, child. Eh, I get that. But I also, I mean, realistically, like, you, you grow up fast in broken homes. So, mm-hmm. eh, I'm not, uh, I can I can deal with that. Yeah. He's just a bit of a creep. But, like, it, it did remind me, like, is there not, like... Every, most people remember a time where they're like, man, I just wish I was special like that. Like most kids go through a little phase where they're like, oh, if I just had like any kind of superpower, I don't care. This be Most made. kids, I say that every day. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, yeah. I, it, but it, must, it, it felt particularly poignant to know because uh, he's sitting there, he's sitting there kind of having to try to justify it to himself. Like, well, maybe it could have been me if blah, blah, blah. And it was like, this is, this is pathetic in a way that like, I identify with way too much. This hurts me personally. Yeah, no, I was good. I was like, yeah, that's right. Felt personally attacked. <laughs> the cosmic staff doesn't like you. <laughs> I was kind of, I was a little bit like, oh, come on, staff. You could have like blinked at him or something. Just give the, give the kid some hope. Nothing. Oh. Yeah. Did you pop his balloon next, you fucking rod? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah but yeah no they did a great job this season i really liked watching watching the justice society eat their own i really liked seeing uh you know courtney and eat pat. their own is a good way to phrase it yeah yeah uh, i like to see courtney and pat like i really enjoyed her like just being so insistent that Starman was her dad i knew that there was no way they were gonna let that ride for the whole season yeah um but I was also, and I really hope they don't kind of go back on that now because I really like the idea that, like, no, it's not about lineage; it's about you know characters, about who you are. Um, yeah, I mean, they could go back. I mean, there's no they reason. Could. I don't remember them saying anything so definitive that they couldn't just say later that that guy thought he was the dad and was shitty mm-hmm. at being a dad, even though he wasn't actually the dad. Yeah. Like, even if that guy thought he was the dad and acted that way, yeah, he still needs punched. Or, alternative, he could just, maybe he knows he's not, and he's still shitty at that. I mean, yeah. either way, the guy's getting punched. Yeah. But you could work it in. Speaking of, though, since we've since we brought up Joel McHale's triumphant return, mm-hmm. um, it's something, because I love that guy so much, it's something I mm-hmm. tried not to be uh, actively disappointed at, that they didn't have more of him in the season. Uh-huh. Um, it's just not fair to hold the... Lack of Jeff Winger, um, hold that show accountable for it, right? But um, you know, now that he's back. What do you what, what do you think? Like, is it really him? Because you know, that was that was a while back, and he still looks pretty good. Yeah, he do. Like, what are, what are we dealing with here? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, they could do. There was uh, there were things in the comics they tried to you know manipulate where they or they said like oh well this is the reason they were exposed to blah blah, blah and now the j the, the jsa not having aged very much in several decades was he a thing did. in the comics well they were they, that was a thing in the comics so for a while well sure but they aged him um, in the show i mean it, sure they could have been more substantial about it but i don't think that was where they were going to spend all their money but you know they didn't really age pat that much either no, not really. But it's kind of like that, uh, I, I didn't, it didn't strike me as that weird. Like there's a period between, you know, if you're kind of remaining relatively healthy, which clearly a lot of them did, there's a period in your thirties and forties where you just look the same for 20 years. Right. Of course hey. they could always, like Courtney could always be like, you know, you haven't really aged that much. And he's just like, yeah, well, we know this guy named Niles Calder. <laughs> <laughs> Makes great flapjacks. <laughs> Made me say, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." Um, <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of in-universe explanations that are possible. Um, 
but it, you know, for purposes of this show, they they did they are clearly a little bit younger in the early like the first episode. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. Uh, that big the big reveal of Eclipso at the end. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one for a sec. Yeah. On I, what is already a pretty deadly little girl. Um. Yeah. The the pre specter wrath of God. Yeah. <laughs> Angel of vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> trapped in the heart of darkness uh literally filed away in a dusty room i don't i don't know what to do with that exactly where did she get that from i didn't i didn't catch it did you i mean it was just like a it was in it was in like the, i thought it was in the jsa building i mean the I, jsa the, the, the ISA building. yeah i yeah, mean i guess ISA so did. but it looked like an old records room like it looked like they'd have i mean old photographs next to it or some shit yeah i mean was it just like you know some sort of filing room, some sort of like trophy room. Like she skimmed past, you know, receipts from Home Depot where they did a renovation on the layer at some point. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, Eclipso, right there. <laughs> we, we need to hide this, yeah. this uh, black diamond. <laughs> yeah. Make sure this crazy bastard from Jim Roll doesn't get out. Yeah. It's kind of like um, <laughs> well, it's it's good logic. Like, where would you hide the most important thing? Well, do you put it on a pedestal in the middle and attract all the magpies and catwomen's? No, 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 no. Let's hide it in the most mundane place we can think of. Catwomen. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you don't want to like. You can no, attract that, attention. That, that's pr- that's that's pretty standard. Oh. that is pretty standard. I can't just let you go, catwomen's. What the hell, man? <laughs> I meant. I let, a lot, I let a lot of shit slide on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Catwoman's? Oh. Um, <laughs> one day I'll understand why my, my brain polarized it that way instead of the other, but whatever. Um, <laughs> probably an autopsy. Probably at the time of autopsy, we'll understand that. Look, I know that or I'm... Or diagnosis. Know, mm, there's a possibility. I, um, I know that I'm I'm stretching. But uh-huh. there, there was a bit where Eclipso was like sent back to Jim, Jim World by John Constantine. I just really, I would just love to see Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I know oh, this is Earth Two. I know this is Earth Two, so it, it might be a completely different Constantine, or it would be a completely different. Con- I don't care. I just want to see him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get that, but I, I still some, want my somebody like a Constantine would be a lot of fun on this show. I still want to see my Constantine Kipling well, sure. team up. Sure. I don't blame you. But um, yeah, hiding it somewhere mundane like that makes sense to me. Was my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, like, why would you ever look there? I don't understand. There's Maybe a, that's uh, the point. I've seen a joke somewhere. It's like an old Tumblr joke now um, where somebody's like, you know what would be a really good, a really good place to hide like nuclear codes is in the uh, story part of the recipe section of uh, on a website. Uh-huh. Which is actually kind of true. And then um, I think the response somewhere is, is like, hey, so that's actually the plot of a Metal Gear <laughs> game? Oh, okay. Apparently that is a plot point somewhere. Huh. But it makes sense. I've never read one of those in my life. Yeah, me either. I was happy. When, at some point, those websites uh, installed the jump to recipe uh, button. Yeah. I'm like, can you just show me how much damn butter I have to buy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then still you do jump to recipe and it scrolls immediately to the top part of that. And, and the top part is like list of possible substitute ingredients for every possible food allergen that could possibly mm-hmm. come up with their recipe. Just give me the normal one. I will adjust afterward. I just want to make a fucking waffle. All right. Here's the normal one. Nope. Can't have that. Nope. Can't have that. Nope. Can't have that. Nope. Can't have that. No one, diabetes. No one in my house has a gluten problem. Just show me how to make a waffle. <laughs> I want to make a waffle, but with no carbs. <laughs> what you do is you say the word waffle and go, mm. that's all you got. <laughs> if you're feeling sporty, you say maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man, they did. They did a really good, a really great job, though. Uh, everybody did a really good job acting. Everyone, or the, they did a great job of showing me why I should care about every character on the show. Yeah, everybody got their play. Um, I even liked Mike. Felt bad for him a little bit by the end, not because he couldn't be a star boy or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, I mean, like, they wouldn't no, have had just, to modify the costume as much. 
Actually, that's Just, not true. Good you know Lord. What you, Imagine how much that would have... Actually, it would have been more. Because yeah. what's what's Mike worth? Like 4-3, maybe? Maybe. Joel McHale's like 8-5. I mean, he's, he's a giant man. Let me let me tell you the moment that, that Mike... Uh, the moment that Mike... I turned on Mike, and I was like, you know what? Turned for the worst or the uh, best? For the best. Okay. He started out bad. Okay. The minute he put that drill into into freaking Sportsmaster, <laughs> right. I was like, oh, shit, all right, you're a little badass. And it, <laughs> like he, it went from him being at his worst to him being at his best like in a matter of, of minutes because I was just like, will you just go look at his freaking robot and quit playing with that drill, you piece of shit, <laughs> you petulant ass. And then like it just switched. It's like, oh, you're a badass. Yeah, you took down freaking Sportsmaster with a freaking drill in his back. Like, yeah. Peg that kidney. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's sad though? I, I because of because of my recent life experiences, it, it, things will occur to me. So I'm I'm watching that scene the whole time. I'm watching. I'm like, they just peeled the Black and Decker sign off that. That's just a Black mm-hmm. and Decker drill. Like I own that drill. Yeah. I noticed that too. <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly what that is. Uh-huh. I don't think anybody else makes that color drill. Uh-uh. Not that I know of. No, I knew the drill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, what you got? You got anything else? Because I'm pretty done. Um. If you haven't seen the show, I don't know why you listen. I need to look it up. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Let me see. What was that song I was kind of bitching about? Oh yeah, because because you said it was like like the worst, like the most cheesiest minute or the cheesiest five minutes you've seen or, or something like it, that. It at was the end of it. I mean, uh, let's see. In Star Girl's song, I'm doing it on my phone. You may be able to type it faster. I mean, they played Hanson in the end credits. Oh, that was a that was egregious. Why that wasn't. Oh, uh, because that song helped uh, Jeff Johns get through his sister's death. Oh, fuck. You had to give it a decent reason. God damn it. That's what he said. That's why it played in the first episode as well. I had that song in my head the rest of the night. I was not happy about it. Oh, tune find. Hey, that sounds that sounds promising. How does that I don't I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to Look, the man grieved, and I'm not trying to judge it. I'm just, I have to wonder, like, how does that help? I don't get it. Oh, there's Mbop. Oh, Better Than Ezra. Yeah, it was. I was I was thinking it was an old song. Woo. Mm. So, um, not a fan okay. of myself. Je- Jeff Johns for Mbop says, That song meant something to me when my sister passed away because it was such a bright, cheery song about how people are in your life and then they disappear. As mm. quick as lightning, they're gone. I always was struck by that song because it's such a fun pop song and yet has a very emotional meaning to it. If you listen to the lyrics, that's why I chose that. People won't really know what, uh, people won't really know, but that's why. That's what he said. I mean, he may have looked into the meaning of that song more than any other human in the planet, including the Hansons. (laughs) I don't know, man. I I have a memory of that song myself and, uh, um, for me personally, it was the first song that I ever gritted my teeth and pretended I liked to impress a girl. Well, that's just sad. Grow some balls, man. Well, you know, I was, it was early days. I was just trying to make it work. <sighs> I guess it was better than Ezra. I don't really know the song. I don't, I don't know this song. I just I remember mean, it. The like. song says, literally, you have so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will last. You go through all the pain and strife. Then you turn your back and they're gone so fast and they're gone so fast. So yeah. hold on to the, so hold on the ones who really care in the end, they'll be the only ones there. And when you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me who will still care? Whew. Okay. Well, this is not actually terrible. Uh, and at the end it says plant a seed, plant a flower, plant a rose. You can plant any one of those. Keep planning to find out which one grows. Hmm. I mean, that's like, his whole career is it ter- yeah is it terrible that i don't think those are terrible lyrics uh, i mean you know it's all I, subjective man yeah you know, oh. enjoy it if you want i mean it's fine i i think it's a little like simplistic, imagine but writing also- something that had that had some poignancy like that and then and then deciding what are we going to do for the chorus i don't know mbop ba dop dop do wop whatever it is i don't know um 
Oh, just oh God! Uh, there's this one section where it says, "In a mbop, they're gone. In an mbop, they're not there. In a mbop, they're gone." Oh God! <laughs> Until you lose your hair, like oh my God, that's depressing. Oh, so they were trying to make mbop a measure of uh, a, a time, like a unit of time measurement, I guess. Like the way yeah. Quibi tried to make uh, ten minutes a Quibi. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've now gone from feeling like, like they wanted this... people to be in a in an interrogation and be like, and what happened next? Well, officer, I I turned my head to the left and Mbop, he was gone. Yeah, you know, I I think uh... you say it was just one Mbop, just one unit of Mbop. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think I've like I think this. I think now they're they may they may have been geniuses. <laughs> They like couched this really meaningful song into like a freaking you know, stupid pop song. Yeah. That's like super catchy and everyone's just like walking around singing it thinking it's just like the most cheerful bullshit thing ever. And like, no, they're singing about how you're going to lose everyone you love. <laughs> I mean, it's like they it's like they knew the fate of their music career before they ever really got started. Like, no, let's just do like. They just totally. They could, they could have released that say, and that they could have released that uh, that whole thing, and then later had a, a radio DJ at the time ask him, "So, uh, what do you guys see next?" And, well, I think what we got an Mbop or two. Uh, don't mm-hmm. see us lasting very long. I don't think the second album's going to go very long at all. I, if, if we release it, even. Yeah, I mean, they had a few hits, but you know, I don't know. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> oh God. Devoted too much time I, like, to I'm, I'm glad it helped him. It was a it was a hard time for him. That's it, a it was genuinely a tragic event. I just uh, <clears throat> I just yeah, don't I mean, understand. You you would think he would be a little more sympathetic to people who uh, you know have also lost someone recently. But, you know whatever. <laughs> that that aside. Um, okay, so before that though, before that was I guess it I guess it was better than Ezra, which was uh, it. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know who it was. I don't know them very much. I just know that in the times that I've run across better than Ezra, we didn't get along very well. Okay. So, but I also do remember that that was like high school for us. Um, mm-hmm. back, but that was back in the day. So I guess it was probably some other meaningful song. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't listen to better than Ezra. I don't either. Now I'll tell you this though, without having, with no context, I, uh, my surmise because I was watching the last couple minutes of of this uh, of the show, and it it there was just there's a moment where like she's flying around, you know, they have the mm-hmm. little Christmas thing. Um, it's all very touching. Uh, it was a good it was a good wrap up. Um, and then the you know the staff wants to you know go stretch its legs. Great, okay, cool. Um, looks very cold for that uniform, but whatever. Um, like the 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 energy from the cosmic staff is keeping her warm. I had to presume because there was. Because it looked quite frigid, but they start playing the song that I that sounded to me like a song from when I was in high school, a song that I wouldn't have liked even in high school. Like it sounded like some Three Doors Down kind of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think that's like, yeah. I think that's why it reminded me of Smallville in a lot of ways. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I yeah. liked it. I liked it all because it was like ah, it feels like Smallville again. Yeah, it's got that nostalgic feel to it. Yeah, I I, get, I could see that. But it's I didn't like make sitting that up high, so. looking out on like a small town, some shitty '90s shit is playing. I mean, <laughs> sitting somewhere completely unafraid of heights. Yeah, um, <laughs> shitty '90s song in the background. Yeah, check check. Yeah, like I, I was watching it though, and I just had a moment about sixty seconds into that finale, to that, to her flying around, and the, where I was just like, man, this this feels like it's going on for a minute, and then it just kept going, and then. Uh, uh, Luke Wilson. Um, Stripe comes. Yeah, Pat comes to join, and and then that scene kind of goes on for a little. Like it felt stretched out, and the reason I say that is because it felt like they stretched the scene out enough to have played the whole song, or substantially have played the song. Mm-hmm. I, enough that I kind of thought, you know what? I know, I know what I know what the show means to Jeff John. So I was kind of wondering if there was like a connection to that song that he, for some reason wanted to make me listen to that whole song as a result of, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do know. It just felt like that. That was like the one scene where I was like, okay, well I, I think I can wrap up here. Um, and you know, kept watching obviously just to see what happened. And then, uh, was delighted by the stingers, but mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that, I don't know, that scene felt awkward and stretched to me. It was like, which was weird because it was just like a victory lap, but it just went on for forever. Yeah, it was a victory lap. It was definitely a victory lap. Uh, and the the basic idea is like there's a lot of pain in the world. And uh, as the bridge says, we'll keep on rising. Never going to stop. Keep on shining, shining on. Is this the better than Ezra? Yeah. Okay. Going to be grateful every day, make a little way, then we'll ride it. Going to go shaking off the shame, make a little way and we'll shine it, shine it, shine it on. Uh yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but that's basically it. Yeah, but there's not like a Cage the Elephant song or something that could have done the same thing. Or... <laughs> hey, man, look, the guy grew up in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. I mean. I mean, I get it. I did too, but <laughs> I've yeah, long I since mean, stopped listening to a lot of it. Well, I mean, I have my picks. Not all of it, clearly. You know, I, I you know, keep up with Foo Fighters and, and still enjoy that one third eye blind album. Yeah, that first one was pretty solid. <laughs> that first um, one was pretty good. A uh, couple songs the, of second The second one, one wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> a couple songs of second one. I mean, I, look, I do too. I devoured that Tool album when it came out last year. Devoured uh-huh. it. Every note, front to back, over and over again. Like I did every other Tool album. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I may, not, I may not put that at the end of my show. Yeah. I mean, I've always said you were a complete Tool. <laughs> this fan. is true. I am also like uh, I have often been accused of being a, a musical elitist, <laughs> and it is absolutely accurate. I've come to terms with it. Yeah, I get very snotty about shit like that. You do, yeah, hard. It's it's weird. Yeah, I know. I've I've learned to accept that. <laughs> it is a flaw yeah. over in my character over which I am virtually powerless. Yeah, you know it. I the thing I hate is you know when you. Really, I don't know. I I've know a lot of people who play music and who who you know know too much about music, so I can't really have a conversation with them. But like, I'll be like, I don't like that song. It sounds like sounds like shit. I just don't like it. And they're like, no, actually, it's really technically good. It's like they explain all the intricacies and how it's way better than I'm giving it credit for. I'm like, fine. I just don't like it. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, look, the counter melody thing, and they got the plagal cadence at the end of the course, which actually they use later. In- yeah, you are one of those people. Yeah. Um, Except you usually play into the elitist bullshit and you're just like, yeah, I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I appreciate being subversive a lot when I, when it comes to that kind of thing. Like, uh, you know, like when the, the, another little Beatles moment, when they were, um, you know, when they were recording early on and everyone said, like, oh, just some pop bullshit this or R&B back in the day when it was still called that because it hadn't kind of become its own thing in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, it's just bullshit rock and roll, whatever. They get called whatever. Um, and then as their music and as their, uh, their songwriting abilities got more and more complex, uh, suddenly they were, they had music critics writing about, uh, all these tricks they were using. They're like, I don't have no fucking idea what you're talking about. It sounded good. Fuck off. Uh, like it somewhat resented the critics later coming around to them. Like, you know what? You weren't there for us when we started. You can fuck off now. Yeah. I used to have a boss who was just like, ah, oh, the Beatles were just nothing but a 60s boy band. Just like, <laughs> you know what? We're not talking anymore. We cannot talk about music. You're not going to talk about music with me anymore? No. Nope. You've disqualified yourself. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad you like Batman. I'm glad you like some movies that we that I like. But you know what? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. We're not talking about music. It's like, how deep does the ignorance go? Like, what do you think about the Stones? Oh, they were a pretty good country band back in the day. <laughs> like, for real okay i mean yeah they did some kind of westerns okay well you know yeah. I, don't, I don't need to get into that any further okay <sighs> all right well i think the same guy uh, that was like oh, as soon as bob dylan picked up the electric guitar oh shut 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 your face shut your face <laughs> they're like dylan you know ever since he sold out what oh you mean when he lost an audience because he decided I'm doing something different creatively. Yeah. Yeah. You mean when that happened? Oh, he got bored of, of using uh, an acoustic as his primary instrument for uh, what at that point, what five or six records. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's one of my favorite bits is when, you know, they're like, he started integrating more and more love songs into his albums before he even did the electric stuff. And someone asked him why he doesn't want to do protest songs anymore. And Dylan just goes, all of my songs are protest songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Especially the sellout vibe is just what are we doing here? Like, yeah, go listen to those love songs. They're really protest songs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we need to wrap this up. Sounds good. Um, oh, uh, th- I, hmm? I, I can sum up that with uh, with a with a with a tool lyric actually. <clears throat> um, I sold out right long. Now. Yeah, hold on. I sold out long before you'd ever known my name. I sold my soul to make a record dipshit, and then you bought one. <laughs> all right <clears throat> and that'll do thank you so much for listening <laughs> i hope you enjoyed this installment of dc on screen you can find every episode at dconscreen.com i say that but some of the links don't work in the older episodes i'm sorry i'm working on that technical error recently brought to dave's attention and he's on it Mm-hmm. i'm trying um yeah I can tell That's you it. very quickly mm. the one thing I'm I know I'm not looking forward to next season, just as a final. What's that? The ads on CW. <laughs> yeah, they're saying that like it's not gonna change the show at all being on CW, but you know, we'll see. I mean, if the content remains the same, that's great. Um yeah. and I, I I don't necessarily have any reason to think that it couldn't stay the same. I don't think it's by any stretch doomed. I just know that I'm going to have to watch those commercials because that's how they roll, and I have mm-hmm. not seen any any hint of change from uh, the from from anybody at CW that they're going to change that anytime soon. So th- right, that's what we're in for, guys. That's what we're doing. But I like the show, so I'll yeah. I'll do it. Well, I'll do the same thing I always do: mute it during um, the commercials, and you know. Yep. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that I do the Star Trek Universe podcast. They're currently uh, airing uh, Star Trek Lower Decks weekly. Um, we've still got something like 21 consecutive weeks of Star Trek, of new Star Trek, uh, with Lower Decks. And then they're picking up Star Trek Discovery right after that. And then they start playing that weekly. So, uh, Star Trek UCast, uh, Star Trek Universe podcast that I do with Matt Carroll of the MCU cast. And, um, Bethany and I, my wife, Bethany and I are still doing the Breaking Bond podcast. So if you're a James Bond fan, we are watching all of those movies and uh doing review segments and uh i think tonight we are recording um the spy who loved me from 1977 so that should be up by the time you're listening to this whoever you are out there Mm -hmm. later uh, we edited into the spy who shagged me (laughs) no (laughs) they did they did it all in post anyway only took 20 to 30 million dollars worth of reshoots to get that booted Mm mm-hmm Until next time, y'all, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Are you maladjusted? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.